Hi, Steve here with another hopefully interesting interview for you. It should be pretty obvious by now that I go out of my way to find interesting people out there who do interesting things because it makes me happy, mainly because I learn a lot from them along the way. Today's interview is no exception. Ben Link Collins is a sound recordist who's also an architect. Or maybe he's an architect who also likes to tramp around in the woods and listen to the sounds of nature. Those tree frogs you hear in the background are an example of his work. But he does a lot more than that. For example, not long after we met, I received a package in the mail from Huntsville, Alabama, where he lives. In it was a bottle of the best habanero hot sauce I've ever tasted. Ben grew the peppers and brewed them with a handful of ingredients to create the sauce. Here's Ben with an introduction. I'm Ben Link Collins. My background is in architecture, and that has kind of bounced me around the country. And I've, I, I guess I've been into experimental music ever since I was in high school. So starting in college, I would start messing around with mini cassette recorders and things. And so I, I first lived in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, then Taos, New Mexico, and then Atlanta, Georgia, and now back here in Huntsville, Alabama. When I moved to Raleigh, I would ride around town with this uh, four-track sitting in my passenger seat and just record whatever I could out my window, <laughs> you know, because I, I had this little AC adapter. I'd plug my four-track in and just go wherever I possibly could and record what I could from the road or, or whatever dirt road or, you know, made awful recordings. <laughs> but uh, they're fun. They're, they're fun to go back to and listen to. Whenever the Sony PCM D50, shortly after it came out, I bought it. And that was my first good recorder, and that, that kind of honed me in a little bit on, on field recording. And, and architecture has is, is kind of been what has led me around the country, because I got out of school in 2006, and then recession hit, was out of work for six months, looked for work all over the country, and land, landed at Taos. So I asked him to talk a little bit about Taos. It's a tiny little ski town, ski resort town uh, in New Mexico. It's a touristy town. Uh, I think a permanent population in the whole county is like 30,000 maybe, in, in the city is like 6,000. But at any point in time, you could have 80,000 people there, depending on what tourist season it was. I guess that kind of led me into getting outside and getting on trails and, and hoarding more wildlife type things. And what was it about Taos that actually influenced your recording? When I lived in Raleigh, I started getting into backpacking uh, at the same time. And uh, of course, Taos being Taos, that fed that to no end, being able to get out on trails. I, I mean, I, I'm not just interested in, in wildlife recording, but um, that is probably 80% of my recording library, just going out on trails and things and, and um, seeing what's out in the world. Most of the recordists I've met along the way have a sort of a philosophy that guides them, that kind of shapes the way they approach their recording activities. Ben is no different. I've learned pretty quickly that if I go into any recording or go into any musical piece that I'm trying to make with this kind of rigid idea of what it's supposed to be, I'm going to be disappointed. So I learned pretty quickly that I just need to keep an open mind and just keep a, something to record with me all the time. And if I hear something that sounds interesting, flip it on and, and point a mic at it. I've gotten a little bit better about understanding what I'm going to be getting, 
But I mean, for the most part, it's just what sounds interesting and what catches my ear. But what catches Ben's ear leads in a variety of directions. What you're hearing is a sample of his experimental piece, the Paseo Recordings. I asked him about it. The, the ambient sound, uh, at least in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, that all started as field recordings. It was kind of a habit that I started back when I was had little cassette recorders and was recording things and had this idea of what I wanted to hear and would get back to my computer and it didn't sound like that. And I would try to bring things out. And so it was sort of this practice that I developed that, that oh, wow, you can actually make new sounds from these things. In fact, I, I did a, um, a sound installation in Taos. Uh, after I moved away, there's this big street art festival there called the Paseo. And uh, I was in the, their inaugural one, and I had a, a sound installation in it. And it was all recordings that I'd made in, in northern New Mexico, actually a little bit in Utah and, and southern Colorado. I, I do find myself trying to stay open to the, the structures that my field recordings create for me and let that govern how I edit something. And so I, I like to take that and layer it with the actual recordings of things and, and it sort of brings things out and lets you hear things that you wouldn't otherwise hear. Now we all have our favorite gear for field recording. So for the gearheads in the audience, I asked Ben what his typical recording kit looks like. For a long time, it was just this Sony PCM. Of course, I had contact mics and, and um, a little homemade Hydra mic that was from a homemade contact mic that I dipped in plastic dip so I could get it in water without shorting it out. Two years ago, I bought Zoom F4 and my Audio-Technica BP4025. That's pretty much what I use almost exclusively. I, I carry my Sony with me to kind of record things at the same time just to kind of get a, a, an interesting texture. So what's a typical day in the field? What's it like? I usually try to like to have somewhere in mind that I'm going. And for me, it's, it's as much about just exploring my surroundings as it is, you know, uh, looking for any one thing. So I, I try to turn it into a hike and just some, some adventure beyond recording. Then I just kind of walk around and, and make sure to stop and listen and find places where I think that I'm, I might find a, a decent recording. But if I'm backpacking, something quite different. I'll, I'll try to find a spot where I can sit uh, because once you sit somewhere, as you know, nature kind of starts making sound again once you're, you're sitting there and being quiet. And it was at the end of this segment that Ben gave me the perfect sound bite. We should all pay attention to this one. Just going out, finding a spot, and sitting, and trying to shut up. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth. When Roger Boughton and I wrote our book, Capturing Wildlife Sounds, one of the most important lessons we tried to convey to our readers is the importance of being in the moment. When you're out in the field with your headphones on and your microphone in hand, be sure to forget about all that and really, really listen. Don't just hear. It's too easy to get wrapped up in meter levels and mic positioning and so on. And when that happens, we tend to miss the magic of what's going on all around us. It's important. 
you're privy to the conversation of nature that's all around you. So I asked Ben why wildlife sound recording matters. For me, it's important because humans are just kind of taking over. One of our projects that I'm working on is, is going and recording lighthouses. There are a lot of lighthouses that are threatened by climate change and rising sea levels. And it's, it's about documentation for me. It's about being interested in your environment and being interested in something beyond you know, your, your cell phone and your computer. Just get you out in the world and, and appreciate your surroundings. Well, that's what it's about for me. Now, my last question was about the future of the wildlife recording craft. I asked him for the advice he would give to someone who is just getting started. Start with what you have, whatever you have, and, and just dive in full force right now. You know, that's, that's kind of how I got into things. Uh, I, I went to Kmart and I, I bought a $12 mini cassette recorder back when tapes were a thing, you know, and just started messing around, seeing what I could get into. I guess what drove me to it was, was just an interest in sound, but follow your interests, right? Indulge in it. <laughs> ben Link Collins out of Huntsville, Alabama. Wildlife sound recordist, musician, architect, photographer, and brewer of extraordinary hot sauce. Thanks, Ben, for taking the time to chat and for sharing your insights. Maybe one of these days we can record together down in your neck of the woods. And folks, if you get a chance, check out Ben's recordings on SoundCloud or at his website, alabamafield.com. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode.